Henriette Pinto. And would you spell your last name? P-I-N-T-O. Well, welcome to the courtroom, Ms. Pinto. How are you today? Great. Okay. All right. Uh, shall we begin? State your birthday. September 13, 1989. You were born where? Montreal, Canada. Which year did you come to the United States? When I was four. Excuse me? When I was four. Your mom come in 201. Okay. Eighty-nine. Do you remember? When I met your mom? Yes. Could you tell what? At the synagogue. Excuse me? At the synagogue. Correct. Ms. Pinto, would you lean forward a little bit and try to speak right into that microphone? <laughs> so I'm having a little hard time hearing you. Proceed. When your mom introduced me to you at the synagogue, you were maybe 10 feet bef uh, before us, and you had you hand up your hand up. You told me, it's me, the daughter. Do you remember that? No. No. A few days later, your mom invited me to go for dinner in your home. And I went there about eight o'clock. Do you remember that? No. Do you remember I was there and I was asking you about your education? Do you remember that? I don't remember the first time you came to dinner. This is the conversation we had the first time about your education, that the first conversation we had? No, I don't remember. You don't remember? As far as I remember, I've told you, after uh, high school, if we want to go to Paris, study in my daughter's university, I'd be glad to help you for that. If you want, if you plan it, if we stay together, if you want to go, I'd be glad to help you for that. Do you remember your action at that time? If you're talking about the conversation, I think you're talking about that was like two years after we Could met. Could you speak slowly, please? If you're talking about the conversation, I think you're talking about that was like two years after we met. That wasn't the night we met. It was that dinner, the first time I been three days later after I met her, when I've told you that you run in your room and you shut off the door, I heard it. Do you remember that? No. No. Thereafter, I left 
without knowing. I didn't stay because your behavior that time the first initial time. In your note, before any conversation beside the one I had with you that time, the first day, you wrote in your papers, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. Do you remember that? Yeah. Why? I think it's safe to say I'm not fond of you. Excuse me? It's safe to say that I'm not fond of you. You're not fond of me. Do you remember you come in my home with your mom, prepare dinner, I think it was for the or something like that. Do you remember that? There was a million dinners. What dinner? For that I didn't, the first weeks we met. It was normal to invite you in my home. It was the first time you visited when I used to live in Boca Chase. I had a villa over there. Yeah. If I show you the picture, you will remember? Picture of what? Where in my home sitting with your mom? Yeah, I'll remember. You remember? Do you remember? Yeah. It was my home? Mm-hmm. Please answer yes, yes. or no. Thank you. You don't remember which day that day? No. No. Do you remember both of you slept over after dinner that night? Yes. Thank you. Then your mom and me, we went to the synagogue. You stayed home sleeping. Do you remember that? No. No. <coughs> I'm going to go a little bit further. Do you remember I spoke to you, I spoke to your mom about marriage, something like that. And I told her we have to have prenuptial agreement. Do you remember that? Yeah. No. I said, yeah. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. And uh, if you would, please remember to say yes. Oh, okay. No. Makes it a lot easier on our court reporter, okay. Mr. Carpenter. To remember a lawyer was sitting at the table with me and your mom? Yes. Reading that prenuptial agreement? Yes. Did you explain to your mom because she didn't, couldn't uh, understand the English? You speak, you tra translated to her in Spanish? I don't think so. At what for you were there? You were see, uh, hearing the, the English uh, writing. I was in the living room, you were in the dining room. The living room, dining room, the same. It is the corner of the kitchen and the living room yeah but i wasn't sitting at the table with you you were sitting at long chair love chair black chair favor i remember you remember we sitting there and yes. he was reading aloud for you to explain to your mother the translation from english to spanish i don't remember translating okay at the end 
Do you remember what your mom did? Hmm. When the doctor, when the, my lawyer finished the reading? No. He told her to sign. And I called my two neighbors to be as a witness for that document. The two witnesses were standing behind me and the lawyer. And your mom was sitting with us at the table. She said no. She refused to sign. Do you remember that? Yes. It was not an embarrassing moment? No. Maybe not to you, but it was embarrassing to me because I called the neighbors. If she didn't have any intention to sign, why she come home from work? That's not me, that's my mother. Do you remember the lawyer said, it happened many times, that the other party doesn't want to sign. I was very comforted about that. Do you remember one Saturday, we used, I used to go every Saturday with your mom. She came to my home then. We drove with my car to the synagogue. When we came back from the synagogue, we stayed in my home. Do you remember you called me and you said, what, speak to your mom. I told you your mom she's in the shower. And you told me, I don't mind if my mom sleep over there. Do you remember that? No. No. Do you remember that all the new clothes I bought for her, she put them in her home, she put them in my home. Each time she went dressed up, she come to me, even Saturday or Sunday. The things that you bought her, she left at your house. Yes, do you know why? No. She, she doesn't want you to wear them. She was afraid you're gonna use them. For that reason, she left them in my home. Okay. Do you remember, Henriette, before we bought the house, we were together. We looked a lot of houses. We give you the first choice, do you remember that? To make you comfortable with the, the purchase of the house. It wasn't my choice. No, we give you the first choice of the house to pick. And you picked some of them. Your mom and me wouldn't like it. And we went on see other houses. Do you remember that? I don't understand what you're saying. The meaning is your mom and me, we gave you the choice to pick the house convenient for you. No. No. You said somewhere that I'm wealthy man. Did you say that I'm wealthy? No. You said somewhere that I promised you a house with a pool, with a tennis club, and private school. Did I tell you that? You used to say that to me, but I don't I said that you. to you? Yeah. You remember what I didn't say. 
But when I told you to send you to my daughter university in Paris, you said no. I didn't say I didn't remember that. I said that that conversation happened two years after we met. That didn't happen three days after we met. Did they order a phone line phone for you? Did you order what? A phone line for you, and they give you the number. They give me the number one month before we moved in. At the new house, yeah. Yes, yes. they give you what they said. Do you remember what they said? I said, here is your phone number, Henriette. I don't want your friend call me in my phone because if all your friends, I understand, you're all teenager, I understand your uh, situation. I didn't want my phone to be busy with you and your friend. Because of that, I order line, a phone line for you. And I give you the number a month before to give it to your friend. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. Even though I give you the number, what you did, it's not my business. They're still calling on my line. I refer them to you. Do you remember that? Yes. It happened. It was enough. I was responding all the time your phone calls. Like I'm a, I'm a receptionist. It happened once. It happened once. When it happened that Mark Levy's daughter, she did not identify herself. She told me, can I speak to Henriette? I told her, wrong number. I didn't know that he, she was Mark Levy's daughter. Otherwise, I will give it to you. I will call you to speak to her. Why didn't you give her the phone number, your phone number, to call you there? She probably got the phone number from my mother. I don't know. But I, I give it to you for, to give it to everybody. Okay. That Mark Levy got furious about me because I refused his daughter without knowing that she was his daughter to, to talk to you. No, he And they didn't. call you back in your phone number. And you come to me crying why I told her that wrong number. You and your mom. I wasn't crying. I just said, why'd you tell her it was the wrong number? Do you know that line I gave you, it was on my name? Yes. I didn't know it was on my name till I got the bills, but your mom paid it. I'm not discussing that, but when I cut off that line, I will explain the reason why. You're accusing me that they took the off the line from you. Do you remember why you took the line from you? I don't understand what you're asking. Do you remember why I cut off, I, I called the phone company to cut off your line, the phone, because it was my name. I have right 
to cancel it. And they did. You were furious at crying to your mom. I don't think I was furious, but I didn't understand why you did it. You didn't have any motivation to do it. The motivation is, many times, you listen to my messages in that answering machine. One of them was a very important message from Warren Factor from mortgage company. He left me and said, I want to use it at the court here. But you and him didn't know that they have the copy of that message, you raise it. Why did you raise that uh, message? You're laughing. Why? Because I didn't erase anything. I have no business with your business. I had other phone calls from other women or men. You raised them because when I'm not their home Saturday and Sunday, people calling me and you listen what they talk and you raise it. I'm not mom, that interested in your phone calls, I'm sorry. Your mom does know how to function that answering machine, only you. You are smarter than her to know how those things work. All the time you raised, you raised my messages. No, I didn't. Because a lot of people were calling me, I didn't get back to them. They asked me why didn't call me back. I was, it was easy is, uh, understanding that the only person can erase those messages, it was you. Why the reason we did that? Check the relevancy, right? Sustained. You were accusing me when your mom sold her condo in Pompano, Garden Drive, that I took her money. Check the relevancy, Your Honor. Sustained. Do you remember how much money your mom sold the condo? I was there. I brought my real estate broker to sell her home, her condo. I was 11, 12 years old. I wasn't thinking about how much my mother was selling the condo for. What make you see that they took her money? I don't remember saying that. Can you approach the witness, please? Very well. Here's the checks that your mom sold the condo and the slip deposit in her name. Mr. Benair, let's proceed, please. Do you know how much money your mom put in the house when you bought it? No. Do you know how much money we bought the house? No. We bought the 10 house, 200,000 
four. She put 73, 74, and I put 130. Do you know that? On October 26, when you, your mom, Jonathan Samuel, Mark Levy, were in my home, I don't want to go that now. You left that night, you want to sleep over Mark Levy, the 25th of October that night. Do you remember that? I'm not sure. After that uh, visit from Mark Levy and Jonathan were harassing me in my home. And you were with us. How can you forget that? Or you don't want to talk about that? They weren't harassing you, but I don't remember exactly what you guys, you guys were discussing the house. But at the end of the night, did you go sleep over Mark Levy? I don't with your remember. Mom? I, you don't remember? No. You remember the next day, took you to the bank, draw the whole money? No. Here it is. You went with her in the bank, draw all the money we had. <clears throat> Behind my back. $62,000 on top. Okay. You went with her at the bank that time. What? Sorry. You went with her that day to the bank because from Mark Levy, you wanted uh, Jonathan took you to the bank. Thereafter, to police or the court. I don't think I went to the bank. Maybe your mom with Jonathan? I don't know. Because she drew all the money. We had $62,000. She drew all that money and she put it in the bank. Okay. Thank you. And that week, from the 22nd till at the month, it was well done, well planned, well plotted. In those days, the, the 26th or 27th of uh, September, 
Did Mark Levy help you do your affidavit? I had to go to his house because I didn't have a computer, but I wrote it. <coughs> you wrote it? Yes. How do you know affidavit? They can tell me what it is. That doesn't mean they're going to write it for me. Next question, please. That your language? Yes. At that time, I don't think so. I a girl that age can have that high uh, writer. There's no big words in this, and I'm pretty smart, thanks. When I am smart, I don't say it for myself. I let other people tell me. Mr. Benair, please, no commentary on the answers. Just another question. You were aware in that six or five days where Mark Levy and Jonathan were preparing to me for my home. You were aware about that? Can you repeat the question? You were aware, aware about the plot, the plan from Mark Levy and Jonathan Samuel to throw me out from my home. Did you know that? That wasn't their plan, that was my plan. It was that night started when you and your mom went to sleep over his home, 25th of October, uh, September. <coughs> Do you remember you slept over there in his home? There was different nights that I would sleep different places. I don't remember exactly every day that I slept at a different house. Don't make difference, make difference between the two nights because I remember the night when I was sick in bed. It was, I think, in Yom Kippur, something like that. You once slept over Jonathan or Mark, I don't remember. But that night of October, of September 25th, you. Mark Levy and Jonathan took you from our home and sleep in his home to go to the court, to go to the police station, to go to the bank and serve me the restaurant order. Do you remember that? I remember that night we slept out because we didn't feel safe. I don't remember what we did the next day. You didn't safe only for that one night? How about the other night? What other night? You didn't want, you were afraid only the night of 25th? About the whole year, about two years after. Yeah, that's why I locked myself in my room. Excuse me, your mom, when you locked the room, the first time I met you, she told me, don't pay attention to her. She always locked herself in her room. That's not true because I never used to lock myself in my room. Okay, I'm going to show you 
you said yourself that always you lock yourself in the house. In your deposition, you said that through my lawyer. In the house I lived with you, yes. Even your home. She told me even with your father, you used to close yourself in the, in, in the room. Okay, show me where I said that. Now, about, about my home. Did you lock yourself from the first day we moved there? Probably. When I used to go, when I used to go pick you up from the school, did I stay in the first floor with you in the house? Okay, object to relevancy, Judge. Sustained. When you came from school, you put your stuff on the table and you want to prepare something to eat. Spaghetti or whatever. Did you do that every day we come from school? Check the relevancy, Your Sustained. You have few friends who used to come to the house. Do you remember? You didn't let anybody come to the house. Excuse me? You didn't let anybody come to the house. You don't let anybody come to the house? You didn't let anybody come to the house. How about Erica? You let her come over twice and then you told her you would cut her legs off if she came over again. Twice? Hmm. Yes. She stayed with you at least eight, ten days in a row because her parents were and an instance of divorce, and I feel sorry for her, and I let her stay with you in the room. I discussed it with your mom. No, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. When you were with Erica in your room, what you did with her in your room? I don't object, Your Honor. This is irrelevant to this case. Sustained. I report to your mom what I saw, what I did instead, and she didn't want anymore Erika come to the house. Mm. Remember that? No. Don't remember. You will remember maybe this. After your mom discussed it with me, and she told me, don't let Erica come anymore to the house. When she came, I've told her, her mother doesn't want you to stay here. And you were screaming. I called your mom and she talked to you and she said she doesn't want her there. Do you remember that? My mother came home. I said on the phone when she called you, I didn't get to that. When she comes back, I'm going to get to that myself. So what was your question? The question that your mom told you, don't let Erica stay here with you. She told you. No. No. 
She told me when I called her that she, Erika is there, she told me don't let her in there. Then she came home and she come, she went directly to your room and she said, Erika, out. You start to cry and jumping, begging your mom to leave her uh, sleeping with you. Objection. Do you remember that? Relevancy. Sustained. Mr. Benair, yes. you need to move on to another topic. I have line, Your Honor. When I cut off the line, I lose, I lose it because I have let uh, for the discussion exactly what happened day by day, month by month, every sequence of the, uh, what happened, I have it almost in my head. Thank you, Mr. Benair. I'd ask that you comply with my request and move to another topic something that goes to the issues in this case. And I think you need to move that along rapidly because I understand this witness cannot come back next week. She's got exams next week. So we need to finish this up. So please make it relevant. When you used to live in Pompano, you did have a friend of yours, I didn't know her that time, and even you. Did you stay with her in your room? Close both of you in that room? Objection, relevancy. Sustained. Please move to another topic, something that concerns the issues in this case. When I bought a new car, excuse me, do you remember when I had a car accident? I was in bed at least two, three weeks. Do you remember that? Yes. I didn't have a car for six months. Okay. I say, if you remember that. Yes. Do you remember that on October 22nd, people from the mortgage company, or I don't know, I don't know from where, to bring me the paperwork to be signed and give me the money at the same time? Are you aware about that? I have no idea what you're talking about. When I was selling my share to your mom, they supposed to pay me on October 22nd. Do you remember that date? No. No. Do you know why this tragedy happened? What tragedy? Of Jonathan? Um, can I like not answer that? I don't know, you tell me. In your diary, did you talk about me? Did I you write down about me? That I didn't like you. 
What else? I don't remember, probably that you were old. Beside that? You don't seem like a nice person. Mm, I don't remember. Things of that nature. Why make you think that that way? I like to think that I can tell the way a person is by looking at them and I saw you, I knew you weren't a good person. You judge me by my appearance? I judge you by your eyes. My eyes? Which are yours or mine? I judge you by your oh. eyes. Oh. Henriette, I wanted to answer this question. Do you remember? You come from the school. I was sitting in the kitchen. You come in. You told me you are a handsome man. Did you tell me that, do you remember? I highly doubt that. Excuse me? I highly doubt I would say that. You deny it? Yes. Soon you told me that, I ran upstairs. Uh, Mark Levy has a son, his name Ryan. They have two sons. Ryan, he came in the house to set up laptop for you. Remember that? Yes. He stayed the whole day with you in the room. It was five minutes. Five minutes? Yes. Three times you ordered pizza that day. I'm sorry, but I wasn't aware of that. I opened the door for the people who brought the pizza. For both of you. A little delusional. Your Honor, the state objects to relevancy. What's the relevancy of this line of questioning, Mr. Benier? Her attitude, Your Honor. Sustained. And please move to another topic. When your father was alive, Did you get along with him? I don't talk about my father with anybody. You're privileged. But you wrote about him. Mr. Benair, you need to move to another subject, something that's relevant to this case. You were at the synagogue that day of the incident. Yes? Are you all right, Ms. Pinto? Would you like a... Would you like a, a recess? Would you like a moment to yourself? Or would you like to continue? And we will only continue for another 20 minutes. How's, every, how's the rest of the, everyone else doing? Your you Honor. Like to, excuse me. Would you like to proceed? I'm fine. All right. Your Honor, I'm going to stop here. Good morning, Mr. Freed, and welcome to the courtroom. Good morning. Mr. Benair, if you'd care to begin.
Could you please, sir, your date of birth? July 1441. Uh, where do you live? Delray. <clears throat> How long have you been there? Five years. Who do you live with? I live alone. Do you live with Marta Pinto? No, she lives alone. What do you do for a living, Mr. Fried? I'm a retired school teacher. I said, what do you do for a living? I'm also a professional musician, beside a retired school teacher. Are you a professional musician or busker musician? I do shows. Right now I'm doing the Bobby Rydell show. Do you smoke, sir? No. Do you drink? On occasion. How much? One a night. Could you repeat, please? One usually a night when I go out. How long have you been a musician? My whole life. You were born musician? No. I learned to play when I was nine years old. You were married? Yes, married. For how long? About 12 years. How long have you been divorced? About uh, 20 years. You were married 12 years. And you have three children, 30, 33. How long have you been divorced with your wife? Mr. Venier, I think uh, unless there's some basis for these personal questions, I think we need to uh, stick to the uh, the relevant issues uh, uh, in this case. Your uh, let's Honor, proceed with those. He told me something, and today different things. What he told me, for that reason, I'm asking the basis for lying. Have you ever been convicted of crime? No. Have you ever been a witness in a crime? In any crime, any cases, sorry. Beside this? No. I'm not talking about now, before. No. 
Do you know when did you meet Martha? April 17th. Which year, please? What? Which year? Two and a half years ago. 205? Right. Do you go to Chabad before you meet Martha? Yes. Where? Uh, Bookett's place, Larabai Bookett's place. What's that in Bookett's place? I don't understand that. Lions Road. Do you live in Delray? And you come to the services in uh, Boca? Yes, because my sister is a member. I joined my sister for services. Your sister, she is a member of Chabad in Boca? Yes. I never saw you, Mr. Fried. I'm, I've been there 12 years. I never saw you. I never saw you either. That means you never come. If you never saw me. Did you ever met me? And where? I've met you once at Borders. Could you tell me, please, if you remember the date or the time? No. No. If you met Martha April 17th, you can't remember when you met me? No. No. If I remind you, you will remember? I don't really know. We met, you met Martha April 17th. When you called me the first time, I met you on April 25. That means eight days after. Do you remember that? No. Mr. Fried, do you remember the first harassment you called me? Yes, and I remember you calling me two, three, four o'clock in the morning and waking Sir, me up. Sir, I'm asking you. Gentlemen, uh, Mr. Benair, please don't yell. Your next question, please. Do you remember, sir, you called me in my machine, in, in, uh, in, my cand in my candle, and you spoke to you on the phone that time, the first time? Yes, I remember. And I asked you to please stop calling me and stop bothering me and stop sending me letters and stop harassing me and causing me distress. 
that time was not yet because you met her on the 17th and we met together on the 25th. There is no time to call you. I didn't know who you are till I met you. I don't know about that time slot. Do you remember about eight days we met at Borders? You didn't want to meet me. I insisted to meet me. Do you remember that on the phone? I met you and you showed me a whole bunch of papers and you talked to me and uh, that, then I, I left. When I called you, you didn't want at all to meet me. Martha was beside you when you called me. I, fi I figured out that. You were insulting me, threatening me, and then let you talk to show her that you are a hero beside her. I let you talk. Please, Martin, I would like to see you. I would like to meet you to see with whom are you talking, to see who I am. I begged you, you didn't want. I insisted and you still insulting me. Then you told me with one condition. If you show me pictures and letters, then I will meet you at the borders. Did we have that conversation? You showed me pictures and letters, and you wrote me letters, all saying everything that is nasty about Martha every week, another letter, and uh, Detective Connors has all those letters. You have the copies of those letters? No, Detective Connors have it, gave it to he Mr. Lawson. He didn't Lawson. present anything, Dr. Connors. That was Sheriff Connors. Sheriff Connors. He didn't present anything. This is my first time here. I don't know what he did. You don't have the copies? Before we met at Borders on April 25th, did you ever call me to call the defendant home? That means me. Second time. Did you repeat that question? Did you call me for the second time in my home? I don't remember. You don't remember? I wasn't home when you called me the second time and you left a dirty, filthy message. You want me to respond to that? Of course. Because I begged you to stop bothering me, leave me alone, let me sleep, and not calling me all hours of the night or sending me letters. Uh, Martha was finished with you. She was my new girlfriend. And I really had nothing to do with you or the whole situation that happened. Sir, in April, I was home with her that time. I left in May 4th. We had a restraining order against you, and you came banging on the door when I was there. So how could you say that? She had the restraining order. I left after that restraining order. That restraining order, you didn't know her at all when I had the restraining order. You came back leaving packages in front of the door all the time. This, did you saw me? I saw you twice, and twice we tried to call the police, but you ran away. It doesn't mean take if I ran away or not. I'm going to go that. I'm going to go 
to that situation. You just met her on the 17th, and we met together on the 25th. And between the 25th till I left, you left me a message, a dirty message in my machine. Could you bring a... Do you remember that the filthy message? Didn't we discuss this before? Sunday, 12 a.m. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. What was your answer to him? The answer I just gave you, I couldn't take any more. I couldn't sleep. You were waking me up 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, waking me up, leaving messages, uh, uh, saying terrible things about Martha, plus your letters, and then you tried to kill Martha by putting uh, sugar in our, in, our, in our tank, our car. She almost drove off the road because of you. You almost killed her that time. I mean, this was enough. I couldn't take it anymore. And I went to Chabad. I'd come out. There'd be messages on my car. Everywhere I went, you followed me. You followed her. You wouldn't stop. I was at my wit's end. I couldn't take it anymore. That, that was it. That's why I left that message. I figured maybe you'd stop after a message like that. But you didn't stop. The letters still came. The phone calls still came. And you wouldn't stop leaving us alone. Certainly. Thank you, ladies, gentlemen. Mr. Benair, do you have any further questions? I have a lot more, Your Honor. I didn't finish it. I didn't start it. All right. But just be careful as to the questions that you ask, if I might suggest, uh, because, you, because of the answers you might receive.
Do you have proof that they left any message to you? Do you have proof on your letters? Do you have proof that they threatened Martha? Yes, we went to the police. We were, first we went to the gas station and they took out a whole pound of sugar. We went to the police and we showed them what happened with the report from the uh, uh, garage. And, he, and the, uh, he said he couldn't do nothing because we didn't have uh, a witness. Okay, that was one. And my machine is digital, I have no tape, or else I would have all the messages that you called me. And they were very nasty too. They weren't nice at all, not as bad as that, but they were pretty bad and you degraded Martha to, the, uh, to limits I, I can't believe. Sir, that language it doesn't exist in my dictionary. I never use any dirty word in my life. I don't know how to use them. I didn't say dirty words. When you accept my offer to meet me at borders, do you remember you told me I will meet you with one condition? If you bring me photos, you and Martha, and any correspondence from her, then I will meet you. Do you remember that? You told me she was working late because she was having sex with her employees, Jonathan and Mark. And this, this is what the most important thing to me, that's why I wanted to meet you, because you were gonna prove that this was happening. That's why she worked late, and it was, wasn't so. They have the deepest respect for each other, and she never did anything like that. I never, ever accused Martha about adultery. Yes, there in all the letters. Yes, you, you have. Please listen if Yes, you did. Did you know that she was arrested before she, before she met, me, met you? She was arrested for stealing? You told me the story. She confessed here when she was, that she was arrested. Yes, there was an accident. Her husband was dying and she had to go home to him and she forgot that she had the uh, object in her possession. She never went to jail or was ever charged. Did you know I wanted the police and complain about that and they gave me the receipt. They tried to call her, she never answered the phone. <coughs> and you told me if ever she will give you as a gift that clock you'll give it back to me because I show the box, I show you the, the charge, I show, I show you how much I paid, and I show you the number of that clock. And you no. told me if she give it to you, you will give it back to me. Did, did you say that to me, sir? I, I've never saw the clock. Me, excuse me. Let's move on to another subject. This is not relevant to this case, Mr. Benair. <clears throat> You see, they followed you. Why didn't stop to tell me, stop me, stop to follow me? And where I followed you? How do I know where you go? We went to borders, you followed me. We went to the movies, you followed us. We, we went to eat out, you followed us. 
You watched me. You told me on the, in the letters and on your phone messages that you knew my address, you knew my car, you knew what I do for a living, and uh, everything else. You know perfectly that she never goes to the movies because she does not understand English. She, let me finish, sir. With me, we never went to the movies. She told me I don't understand and I fell asleep, uh, I fell asleep at the movies. We never went, I was with her almost three years. With you, Tony, I follow you to the movies. Why well, have to follow you? Why you have to be jealous of her? I'm the one who left her. I sent a letter in January, three months after we moved together. I find out she's not for me. She's not my level of education. Mr. Mr. Benair. Please, if you have a question to ask, ask it. Please, no speeches or statements. Hebrew the subjects, Your Honor, that I, I sent letters. He cannot prove those letters, Your Honor. There is none. Then I have one here. I have the copy of the envelope. Marta Pinto received something in my address. I don't know how it come out. Mr. Benair, you called the witness. Now you have a responsibility to ask the witness relevant questions. Would you care to do that? any message that they frighten you? No, but you threatened Henrietta's friend. You said you were going to uh, cut, cut off her legs or something like that if she came back in the house. That you said. Sir, I'm asking you, not Henriette's friend. Nothing to do in the question, sir. What's the question then? Did they send you any letter threatening you? Or a message on the phone, like you did to me? You didn't threaten me, but you told me terrible things about Martha and what she did to I'm you. I'm asking about you, sir. No. At the synagogue on the holiday, you come with Martha. Yes. And her daughter. I didn't finish, sir. You come with Martha and her daughter. You were sitting far by the rabbi, and she was sitting in the back at the entrance. Can you saw her from your seat to her seat? No, there's a divider in the temple, women separate from men. Correct. You didn't know that I built those separation for the synagogue. From your seat to my seat, could you see me? from that, your seat to mine. You were staring at me almost the entire ceremony. Sir, I'm asking you, did you see me or yes, did you not you. see me? 
You saw me and I saw you. And then you went to the bathroom and then you saw Martha because she was sitting in the back. And then you came down. I didn't ask you, sir. Oh. You saw me that I was staring on you. What the reason I have to stare on you? You had the devil's look in your eye. That's all I know. That's why I left the temple 10 minutes before the end of the ceremony. Because I couldn't enjoy the ceremony because you kept staring at me nonstop. Did they say something to you? Nope, not a word. When you were leaving the service before time, did you go by my left side in the alley or not when you were leaving? What does that have to do with anything? Sir? I don't know. You don't know? Did you stop by Jonathan Samuel and slashing your throat with him? Uh, and you said, soon, soon. Did you say that? Absolutely not. I was standing with my friend Bill Tannenbaum. And you crossed by the alley. Jonathan was sitting over there, and me standing over here with the Tibetan bomb. You turned to me and him slashing the throat. Soon, soon. Why you do that? That's a lie. I was there for the ceremony, for the high holidays, and that was my purpose. You never come to synagogue at all. You don't go. If you want to go, you have in the delivery. Why do you have to come to Boca? Mr. Veneer, please, just ask questions that concern this case. After slashing your throat and saying soon, you left that time, the synagogue, the service, yes or no? I never made that motion, but I left the service because I couldn't stand you staring at me with those devil eyes. And I told Martha, I did not feel good. I said, let's leave. She wanted to hear the chauffeur blow a few more times. I said, no, let's go. When you left the synagogue, with Martha and Henriette. You went home to her place, and what happened after? Because when you left, nothing did happen. When you went in her home, maybe you heard it there. Did you hear it in her uh, place? 
I think we went out to eat. Excuse me? I think we went out for, for dinner. The dinner is night, but it happened about quarter of two, one thirty-five, one forty. What's the question? The question, did you hear about the accident that time between you left to her place? It was no accident and I heard about it. Did you know, Martin Fried, that Jonathan Samuel passed away from a heart attack 10 months later? Could you please repeat that? Did you know that Jonathan Samuel passed away 10 months later by heart attack, blood clot. From your bullet that you shot this poor man. And, the, and then you said, and it was all over the news, Jonathan, you ruined my life. That's what I remember. You heard what happened that day from the news TV or from Martha, her daughter, or somebody else? It was in the news. It was in the papers. Everybody knew about it. Including you? Including me. You're a very evil man. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I heard it in the message. I am an eagle man. That's right. Gentlemen, please. Do you have any further questions, Mr. Benair? Yes, Your Honor. You said you were upset about my phone calls where I didn't call you. You didn't prove it. You were upset and angry that I followed you, which I didn't. And you get upset about those lies. How about me, Martin Fried, with somebody, including you, slashing the truth? He came in my home, told me, I'm going to pay somebody $200,000 to, to kill you. What? And, and your message. I, I have no right to defend myself. You wanted to hire a hitman to kill the Excuse lawyer me. and kill Excuse Mark. Me. What are you talking Excuse about? Excuse me, Mr. Yeah. Ridiculous. No, no, we'll do it afterwards. Mr. Benair, I really want you to ask. Matter of fact, I do want you to approach. It just say it now.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, during the past uh, number of days, you've heard a great deal of evidence. I should say you've heard a great deal of testimony concerning matters that are really just not relevant to this case. At the end of this case, when I give you the instructions on the law, I'm going to uh, tell you each of the elements of the crimes that the state has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. And they're numbered, one, two, three, four, for all six of them. I'm then going to tell you um, uh, that if the state proves those elements beyond a reasonable doubt, the defendant should be found guilty of that or those crimes. If any one element has not been proven beyond a reasonable doubt, well, he's to be found not guilty of that or those crimes. I'm also going to give you the legal defenses, uh, both excusable and justifiable homicide, what those are. I will also give you the uh, definition uh, and the circumstances addressing uh, uh, the justifiable use of deadly force, commonly known as self-defense. I will probably also uh, give you an instruction on, uh, on insanity. I'm not sure about that. I have to see what, I have to wait till all of the evidence is, but that may also be a defense to this case. And those are the issues. They're all gonna be framed in a rather lengthy number of pages, but they'll all be in writing and they'll all be framed for you. And if, the, and if, and if for whatever reason you've heard evidence that are outside of those uh, uh, those issues, you really must disregard them. And one of the uh, matters that you should disregard is the fact that uh, uh, this witness and other witnesses for that matter have told you that um, of other, of, of their perception that the defendant has committed other bad acts or has had other problems or difficulties which are not charged <coughs> They're not part of the charges in this case. That you're not gonna hear, hopefully, any evidence, or at least any more evidence, about those matters, one side or another. Why? Because they're just not an issue in this case. So what I'm going to ask all of you to do, which is maybe easier said than done, but I think, I think all of you are sufficiently knowledgeable and, and intelligent to be able to uh, segregate the relevant from the uh, irrelevant uh, is to disregard those matters. That which uh, Mr. Freed just said about other problems, that's just not part of this case. If it were, you'd hear about it and it would be in the, uh, in the charges. It's not. So with that rather uh, 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 long and perhaps inartful explanation, please disregard this matter and those other matters and limit yourself solely to the issues in the case and the evidence that ha are applicable to those issues. Now, Mr. Benair, unless you have any, any other relevant material and non-repetitious questions, uh, please sit down. Do you have any? I do have your honor. You may proceed. Thank you. Very well. Same, Same motions below. made at sidebar. Go ahead, Mr. Brown.
Mr. Fried, did you read any report about the death of Jonathan Samuel? You talking about the paper? Did you read any report from the doctors after he died? He died. No, I, I, I didn't. That means you didn't know if he died from uh, 10 months later from the gunshot or from something else. Objection. This is done yesterday. Answer. Sustained. I was told that there was an opt autopsy made. Mr. Free, Mr. Free. Your next question, Mr. Benair. Did you read the report from the autopsy, Mr. Freed? No, I did not. Did you know what the autopsy said, that report? It said that the bullet was the cause of his death with, because it created a clot. You said before you didn't read it, now you said from the bullet. No further. Thank you, Mr. Benair. Redirect, uh, cross examination, Mr. Lawson. Thank you, Judge. I'll be brief. Did the defendant actually show you those photographs of uh, happier times with Marta Pinto? He showed me some photographs. I don't remember seeing those particular ones. Okay. And he questioned you about uh, letters saying, where are they? And you said you turned them over to Detective Connor. Correct. Okay. Found a couple of them here. I want to show you after they're marked. He sent these letters to you, sir? Yes. <clears throat> said some to me and some to uh, Martha Pinto. Can you think of any reason why he'd be showing you these photographs and sending you these kind of letters? He said he wanted uh, to save me from being uh, ripped off by Martha and that she shouldn't steal my money. Do you believe that he was trying to destroy your relationship with Marta Pinto? Absolutely. Sir, so let me hand you what's been marked at this time. States Exhibit number 53. I think that's a 3. And 52. 52 and 53. Now, <clears throat> this is the one that the defendant, I believe, started saying something to the court about and read to the jury. You recall that one? She's in my head. She's a stealer, thief, deceiving. Arrest is still right. Correct. I'm sorry, Judge, I'm not getting that. In the microphone, please, Mr. Freed. You want me to read it? Just do you Just recognize that? Yes. Is yes. that what he was reading to you? Yes. All right. You you recall this letter? 
receiving that from the defendant? Yes. Okay, but that's not an original, is it? Is that a copy of it? That's not a copy. Pardon? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Other than being a copy, does it appear to you to be in a substantially similar condition? Correct. Right. Take a look at State's Exhibit Number 53 for me, sir. What does that appear to be to you? It appears to be the same rhetoric as the first, almost. Is it a different letter? Yes, it is a different letter. All right. And <clears throat> is that in a substantially similar condition as when you received it from the defendant? This is a copy. It's not, not the original? No. Other than that? Other than being a copy? Yes. All right. And <clears throat> Judge, the state at this time would move into evidence states exhibits 52 and 53. Any objection? No. Very well. Permission to publish. Very well. Now, Mr. Freed, um, <clears throat> I highlighted some things on these two letters. And the only highlighted portion here, the jury, of course, will have an opportunity. Uh, take, take state's exhibit number 52. Yes, sir, 52. Just read the highlighted portion. Starts off, this is for you, Martin. And the highlighted is, she is a liar, a cheater, stealing, and a thief, and deceiving, beside her arrest of stealing from Birdoff. As you know, uh, to rob and deceive, only the truth hurts.